Welcome into the Area Sports Podcast. I am Chandler Carney. With me, as always, Brady Scott. What up? We're going to talk to you today about a couple things, give our picks on the weekend, and Brady's going to kick us off with his news of the day. News of the day, LaMelo Ball is coming back to the U.S. to play his senior year of basketball at Spire Institute in Geneva, Ohio. What you think about that? Well, I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. G League's going to have his first uh, player. I mean, if the G League's offering contracts, there's your name to get. I think that's he, why he's done it as well. Because he, he can't go to college. No. He's already accepted pro money. He's got guys on shoe. I mean, the NCAA would... Have a field day with that. That would no, shit a bridge. They'd love it. They'd love that a lot. I think it's I think it's a good decision for him though. Oh uh, yeah. Great I decision. think it's the best way for him to get get to the league. Also, when you're that young, you kinda don't want to be traveling playing ball. No. I think that's more of the bar ball than I would have never I'd have never went to Lithuania no. in the first place. Or would have stayed in high school. That was stupid. And just did what you know, what any normal high school kid would do, any teenager. Just play high school ball. Go to college for a year, then try and go to the league. Because I think he's just as good as Lonzo. Or he's got the potential to be just as good, if not better. I think he has the potential to be the best one. Yeah, I agree. And uh, don't forget about the fourth ball brother, LeBrady Ball. Little Dicky. Oh, you, man. Yeah. I, I'd hate to have to go to the league and break all their hearts, but I'd sure try. Well, the thing with Melo is uh, he's going to have to get a little bit bigger if he wants to hold his own in the league. Look at Lonzo, though. He's a string bean, even at UCLA. Yeah, but he's also, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Melo's like 6'4", six, 6'5 six, now. Oh, is he? I haven't seen yeah. his, his growth spur. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's 6'4", six, 6'5 six, now. Do you think Lindsay Ball has the worst case of middle child syndrome? He has to. Like, I've never seen somebody get discluded that much. He's still 6'3". That's what Google has him at, 6'3". But he's still going into his senior year. Yeah. Still time to grow. If he gets 6'4", that's plenty of height. He just needs to bulk up a little bit, probably. That's plenty of height for the way he plays. Yeah, he also needs to uh, take better shots. Yeah. And play better defense. Yeah. And maybe he's learned that over there in Lithuania. I mean, he's going to learn it eventually if he wants to continue playing basketball at a well, high level. James Harden never learned how to play defense. That's true. But he's also a terrific offensive player. And they hide him on defense. Yes. Stick him in the corner. Don't, you know, just do what you got to do. Switch everything. Do you think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA right now? No. I mean, after I think, that shellacking of the Warriors last night? Do now? I think they're the best team? No. Are they playing the best basketball? Yes. I mean, they're, I, I they're the hottest better. team right now. You just gotta know, you just gotta go with the Bucks. They never really been in a situation to where they're got a lot of media attention or been one of the top echelon teams in the in the league. So you don't know how guys will handle it. You know. I think Giannis is gonna gonna make a push for MVP this year. I mean, if, if they, they keep, keep winning, playing. he's definitely probably gonna be a top two, if not win it. The thing with him is, he would be a household name if people knew how to pronounce it. I think that's the truth. 
his jersey sales are going up this year. Uh, his stats obviously are. If he, I mean, I mean he's shooting a little bit better. If you don't keep up with the league and you're outside of Milwaukee, you don't know who he is. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. I mean, because he's there. The Bucks are never really in prime time. They're in prime time last night. They're never really in prime time. They're in prime time last night. They played the Warriors. The Warriors are always in prime time. Steph Curry also goes down with an injury in this game. Uh, you think that's going to be pretty serious? That really released anything on them. I mean, Long term, it doesn't hurt them because they they can they've proven they can win without him. As long as he's healthy for the playoffs, I think that's all they care about. Yeah. It's him being healthy come playoff time. Getting on to the NFL, what do you think about the move? Is Des Bryant signing with the Saints, and do you think he'll actually play this Sunday? He's only had one practice so far with him. I think he may get a few snaps. He's not going to play a lot by any means. I think you'll see him get more and more reps. A few more reps next week, and then they'll start incrementing and sort of giving him the ball more here in about two or three weeks. I think he needs at least three or four weeks before Drew Brees is completely comfortable with him. Yeah. And where he knows where Drew Brees, what what Drew Brees likes to do in certain situations. If things break down, option routes and stuff like that, that Michael Thomas is so good at, it's just him learning where to sit down and get in because he's a great receiver. Yeah. I mean, they talk about his numbers in Dallas the past few years. Dak's really not that not that great of a throwing quarterback. But Des Bryant had a lot of drops that he should have caught. And now yeah. when I say a lot, I don't mean like four or five. It was a lot more. I just think it's funny how you always sort of dog me about Des Bryant and now he's playing for your favorite team. Well, here's the thing. I, I've never dogged Des Bryant. I did when he started dropping passes and everything and whining about it. Yeah. It wasn't his – like it was his fault. Yeah. Uh, I thought three, four years ago there wasn't a better wide receiver in the league yeah. than Des Bryant. And now he's coming. He's aged a little bit. Maybe age is starting to catch up with him. He's waited long enough. Don't know why the Browns didn't sign him. And I think he just wanted to go to a Super Bowl caliber team after that. Well, you probably go ahead and unlock Drew Brees for the MVP right now. I don't think that's a lot, man. I don't think, I don't, not yet at least. I don't it's think coming. week 16, 17 would be a lot. That's coming. They're you think he'd win it every year uh, Precious Mahomes? If Mahomes keeps going at this rate, I think he wins it. But. I just have a feeling that his stretch of two or three games is going to come because he hadn't, he hadn't looked phased at all, yeah. all year, except for maybe early in that Patriots game where he threw two picks. But he bounced right back in the second half and put him in position to win that game. Yeah. So I, th- I just think that stretch run may come for him. Just being a young quarterback, it always happens. But if it doesn't, I think he's out in front right now. And I think Drew Brees jumped Ty Gurley this week in their head-to-head matchup. I think he jumped him. Yeah. Saints defense did a good job with that. Yeah. I mean, he still had a good day, but it wasn't a Ty Gurley day that we're used to. And that hurts him when you're putting up numbers like that all year. And you rush for, what, 120 yards? Or have 120 yards total offense or yeah. something like that? Yeah, I don't think he rushed for He did not. He only broke, I think, two long runs. Yeah. And that was early. First round. like 80 yards. That's not a bad day. No, for a normal... But for what he's been doing yeah. this year, that's a terrible day. So a big question in the NFL is, what's wrong with the Packers? 
we've had a lot of people asking us about this and wanting to dissect it. So, what what are your thoughts on why the Packers are struggling right now? I'll tell you what's wrong with the Packers. Every position but quarterback, from coaches to the GMs, everything is wrong with that organization but their quarterback. And he's sort of gimpy, but he's a top two, three, four, five quarterback in the league. And they just continually trade people, make the team worse, and waste Aaron Rodgers' prime. It doesn't make any sense. He has one top-tier receiver on his team. And I don't know where Jimmy Graham is. I mean... Jimmy Graham hasn't been a factor since he left New Orleans. But it's easy when you have one wide receiver to go ahead and double Jimmy Graham in the middle and take him away and make him throw it to somebody else. No. They don't have any any good receivers other than the guy on that... What's his name? Adams? Yeah. I'm going to dispute that. Because a great quarterback can make good wide receivers. You saw, look at Peyton Manning. But it Nobody takes, knew who Austin Collie was. But it takes more than a year. Okay, but and you're saying they wasted his prime. This is not just a one-year thing. It's, you, it's been going on. Yeah, but you trade away one of his favorite targets over the offseason in Jordy Nelson. And he was open Did they up. trade him or did he just walk on because they wasn't going to resign him? They wouldn't resign him. They basically let him go. Which is stupid because Aaron Rodgers made it known that he wanted Jordy Nelson there. And it doesn't make any sense to me. If your quarterback is comfortable with a target, why you would just give him away when your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers? I mean, if your quarterback's Jameis Winston and he's saying that, really doesn't matter. Go ahead and trade him. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you sort of should listen a little bit to what he wants, I think. Well, I think there's three things to it. Uh, one, Aaron Rodgers is highly overhyped and overrated. Not saying he's not a, not a good quarterback, but I just don't believe the hype that's around him. And I'm gonna go back to the thing where if he was good enough, he'd make his make the receivers better. And I mean, we're getting into what week ten in the NFL. Yeah, that's plenty of time to to start finding more comfortable targets. I mean, you see it last week with Valdez Scantling, but I mean. One guy can't do everything. I'm a firm believer in that. One guy can't do everything. Well, that matter if they score, they can't stop anybody. He can make your team better. Yeah. But he's not going to go out there and play defense, which is their big problem this year. Yeah. Because they've been in a bunch of ball games and their defense just can't stop anybody. Uh, it doesn't help play Matthews getting early on in the season. Was getting. I mean, in the past two weeks, calls. They're, two, they're two fumbles away from potentially beating two of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Because that Rams game was setting up for Aaron Rodgers to do what Aaron Rodgers usually does and lead a late fourth quarter drive to put his team ahead. And then they were going in in the second half this past week against the Patriots, going in to score to take the lead, and a big fumble, Patriots score, get a stop, score again, and the game's out of reach. I also think a big reason is Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't really know how he got the head coaching job in the first place. I think it's just because his name's Mike, and Packers wanted to hire him. He's been. But he's been he blessed with. A, he's been blessed with two great quarterbacks in the time he's been there. Yeah, but you, I mean, you go back to his offensive coordinator coordinator days when he was in New Orleans. He didn't do much. He didn't do anything to progress Aaron Brooks. He's won a Super Bowl. And I think since that year, I'm not gonna say that was a fluke year or anything. Nah. They won the Super Bowl. The next year they go fifteen and one. 
and then they lose to the Giants in the playoffs. Because Eli Manning did what Eli Manning does. Not Eli Manning of recent memory. No. Eli Manning of old. But I think that they have wasted his prom, and they could have definitely they been have. Super def- Bowl contenders. They Don't get definitely me wrong. wasted it. But it starts with Mike McCarthy, and the play calling is terrible. Yeah. And also the third for me is the defense. Aside from Clay Matthews, you also, you also watch it, and he's sort of in the same predicament Eli's in. He doesn't get much protection up front. It's just Aaron Rodgers is more mobile, and he's able to get out of that yeah, situation. Yeah, so you don't notice it as much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of problems around him. I mean, when's the last time he had a – has he ever had a great running back on his team? No. Not that I can think of in recent memory. I mean, I don't remember – I can't remember any Packers running back that he's been able to just turn to and hand it and be able to get two yards on a third and two or be confident in that. You know, yeah. they may still do it, but there's nobody you can hand it to and say, oh, he's about to get these two yards easily. Yeah. You, so you think – what do you think is the biggest concern for them heading into next year maybe? I just think they Rebuilding get, the offensive line or maybe finding defensive players or – They need a little bit of everything. I think they need a new coach. Yeah, I think I that's think where it starts. McCarthy's outstate is welcome. Maybe a new GM also. But they just need to rebuild, I think. Or restaff. Well, if you restaff, I mean, it's pretty much rebuilding. Because... I mean, go out in free agency and get a few guys. I mean, it's the Packers. You have the brand. The brand is there. Players want to come play for it. Especially receivers. Why would a receiver not... Say you got a free agent receiver in Jacksonville. Or Cleveland or something. Why would you not? Why have you not been going there and saying, "Hey, just like with Jar- Jarvis Landry, why didn't they make a push for him?" I mean, I'm sure he would have loved to have came and played for Aaron Rod- with Aaron Rodgers. You think maybe they just don't have didn't want to do that because they want to sign Aaron Rodgers to? They signed into a big contract. You think that know. might have taken up a lot of cap space for them? I don't know. It's something that should all. Uh, We'll see how it pans out as the year goes on, but right now they're they're not a good football team all around. And that I agree they should have beaten two of the best teams in the in the league. I don't believe they should have, but they've had a chance. Yeah. I'm not saying they should have. They would have had a good chance. They could have. Games. How about yeah. that? I mean they were in those games. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh college football then. Did you catch the uh, Wake Forest NC State game last night? Well, no, you were at a formal I, I last night. For, I, I went to formal last night. I how, didn't catch it. How was that? Was that a fun time? It was fun. Your first formal. I, I had a good time. What all did you do? Just sing and dance and eat. Pretty much. Well, if you you missed a good game, first of all. I mean, it was, there was some comedy there. I mean, the band, the lead singer, busted his ass twice. Was he drunk? I, I don't think. That's the sad thing. I don't think he was. Huh. Like, he just started backpedaling twice. It was the same exact thing. He started backpedaling, just fell right on his ass two times. I don't know how that happens. I don't either. Like, he was just he was just walking, and it's like he just tripped over his own two feet. I mean, it happens. Yeah. But um, Sam Hartman, I think that's your guy's name, out for the season. And then they get this new guy step in, and – he all but 
proved that he was ready for the moment. Being in NC State on the road against a ranked team. I mean, NC State's a good ball club. They are. But I don't know what happened to him last night. I think it was just defensively, they weren't good. No. I think they overlooked weight. Because you got to think, weight Forest, they had to win two of their last three to be bowl eligible for three years in a row. Yeah. So now they just got to win one more. And that was a big question mark to say, well, if we lose this one, we got to win two more in a row. Yeah. And I think that was a, they were ready for the moment. Yeah. And, I mean, Jamie Newman, he threw for I almost mean, 300 been, yards. They've been a surprisingly good team this year, though. Wait for us? Yeah. I think defensively they're getting better every week. I mean, and they played with the young quarterback Hartman all year, and then they bring the new guy in. I imagine next year they'll go back with Hartman. And that's just great for them because they'll have a sophomore quarterback with nine, at least nine games of experience. And then moving uh, forward, that's great for your program. Newman's only a redshirt sophomore as well. I mean, they're going to have a battle if he goes in and plays well the rest of the season. But I think Hartman played well enough to keep it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dispute that. He's a very good, talented quarterback. I mean, Aside from the Clemson game, they haven't looked terrible. I mean, he was on the show QB1 that Go90.com does on some of the top quarterbacks in high school. And I remember watching him, and I'm like, how's this kid going to Wake Forest? Because he played for a collegiate collegiate school in South Carolina. I guess that's where he wanted to go. He followed his coach there that left his high school. Okay. And – well, Dave maybe Dawson it, isn't a bad head coach. Maybe it was the people around him, but he just didn't look—he just didn't look like a D one quarterback to me, arm talent wise. But watching him this season, he's more than proved me wrong. Yeah, I—I I did not see that coming out of him. Well, I mean, you've been high on him since week one. Yeah, and I'll give you credit for that for sure. I didn't know anything about him. The only one I knew about was uh, Tavon Bowers, who's actually ironically featured the year before. Featured the year before. And he hasn't done much, but, you know, he did have that ACL tear. Late in his high school career. So we're going to get into a few picks, and uh, we're going to thank our guest picker last week, McKenzie, who also went 12-3, did not beat Bray, but it was close. He didn't win, but he didn't lose, sort of like the NFL. They tied. And uh, anytime you talk to him, he's like, "Well, well I should have went this and that." We'll have to send. We'll have to send him a list during rivalry rivalry week, yeah. and that's how they'll that's how they'll break their tie. That's a that's a good idea to do. I think so. that just came to me right now. I think I think that's what we're gonna do. So, guys, if you're listening, be preparing for rivalry week. We'll probably send it out that Wednesday, so we can throw the egg bowl in there. Yeah. Send it back. We'll post it to Twitter, and whoever wins it, wins it. Yeah. That's a good good idea. Uh, first game we got on our list is uh, Cal at USC. USC's favored by five points. Uh, what's your take on this, man? I mean, Cal's proven last week that they have a stout defense. Yes. And that they can play with, play with anybody defensively. Yeah. If this game was in Berkeley, I'd probably go with Cal. But I'm just going to go with USC just because USC's at home. And I think that they score – because Cal's offense just can't put up many points. And I think USC sort of outscores Cal. Yeah. They really do struggle trying to move the ball downfield. And it's painful to watch, honestly. 
And I don't know, Justin Wilcox, he's going to have to do something to get it built back up. Yeah. I'm going to go with Cal in this game just because I think their defense maybe gets a turnover late. Yeah. I mean, that's a coin flip game. And then they could probably win it by a field goal. Yeah. Um, showing some hometown love. We got Southern Miss and UAB. Yeah. UAB favored by 12 points. Yeah. Who are you taking in this game? Oh. All my people that are from back home who like Southern probably hate me. Yeah, they, do. I, they absolutely do. Because I never picked the Golden Eagles. No. Never do. And you know what? You're not going through this with I'm going to have a change of heart, but I'm still not going to pick them. UAB's favored by 12, and it's in Birmingham. I've, I've grown up hearing about Southern my whole life and see how they play. I just don't trust them. No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I just can't pick them when they're they're favored to lose by twelve. I I haven't picked against them yet. Isn't that quarterback that was at Alabama UAB now? Barnett, or is he at South Florida? He's, He's at South, South Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Coach teams are the same. Yeah, you're okay, man. Sort of the same thing. I'm gonna go with UAB in this game as well. I mean, uh, I just being at home. I don't think Southern fans can be mad at us for this one. No. Nah. Especially me, I picked them every week. We're trying to get. I picked them one week. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did. I didn't pick them last week though. All right, so we got Oregon uh, going on the road to Utah. Utah is a three point favorite in this game. Who are you taking? I know you're high on Herbert, but do you think he's gonna get the job done? I mean, if you've been listening, I've been pick basically picked both these teams every time they've been up. Yeah. So I'm sort of torn. Utah looked rough last week. They had a rough week. Oregon hadn't looked great either. Well, they had a rough week because I met Herm Edwards and the yeah. Sun Devils. I mean, but still. Utah's back at home. They play very well at home. So I'm going to go with the Utes at home. I feel like I would have probably picked a home team. Just yeah, because both way. teams play much better at home yeah, absolutely. than they do on the road. Yeah, Oregon's true. And I just, Utah's a tough place to play, no matter when it is, how yeah. good they are. It's usually tough to play there. I'm going to go with uh, Utah as well, with it being at home. Uh, Herbert's been in concussion protocol. Maybe he comes out and does something. But they have played extremely well at home. Yeah. And they're the most complete team in college football, aside from last week. you know. But I'm still going to go with them as well. Yeah. Wisconsin uh, going on the road to Penn State. Penn State's favored by nine points. Who are you taking in this game? I'm going to go Penn State. I think they have a better quarterback in the game. They don't have the best running back, but I think their team collectively is better. I mean, you look at the comp, both went into Ann Arbor and got blown out. Yes. Like, neither game was competitive at all. I just think it's tough to pick Penn State, as bad as they've looked. But Wisconsin's looked worse. I was about to say the same thing. This is a game probably coming into the year you thought this could determine the Big Ten championship. Easily. This could be setting up for a rematch. And it's just both teams have fallen off a little bit. I'm just going Penn State. I just think they're the the most talented team. And maturely may not be 100%. But it doesn't matter. I think that they still – Hornybrook may not be either. Yeah. That's the thing. Neither quarterback is going to be at 100%. They can say they're at 100%, but they're not. I like Penn State in this game just because for the sole purpose is that it's at home. It's in Happy Valley. 
I mean, I think I would have picked Penn State either way. If they went to Madison, I probably would have went Wisconsin in this I'm, one. I'm Penn State either way on this game, just because of just because of quarterback. Yeah, I pick Missouri over Hornybrook any day. Oh, absolutely. Um, next up we got Vanderbilt at Missouri, and I guess after the beatdown of Florida last week, Vegas is liking them. Missouri is favored by sixteen and a half in this one. Who are you taking, and what are your thoughts on it? I think they jumped on them on the points a little too much. I mean, there's a possibility that they can cover, but they're coming home after that big win. Yeah. The crowd's going to be hype, man. It's going to be a great crowd. And I just think that Missouri may have figured something out. So I'm going to roll with them. I'm going to roll with Drew Locke and think that he may be may have his rhythm that he had at the end of last season Yeah, that he found. Maybe he's gotten that back and that they continue to put up points because I don't think – I think if they put, get to 30, they win because I don't know if Vandy can get to 30. No, I don't think they can. If they get to 30, I think they win easily. And I'm going to go with Missouri, and it's very hard. I don't like picking against Derrick Mason because I feel like at any moment he could do something incredible in defense – but since he's been at Vanderbilt, they really haven't had an offensive no. system. Like they, I mean, they have a really decent quarterback. Like he's not garbage. They've always had good running backs. Yeah, and I just don't understand why they. What's going on there? I don't either. So I'm gonna go Mizzou, and I thought the same thing. Maybe Drew Locke's found his rhythm again, and he's gonna need it going has, into the draft. If he has his trouble. Yeah. I, yeah. But he struggled so much early on against bigger opponents and better defenses. Yeah. I think this is a way that if he starts showing, okay, I did it against Florida in their defense. If I can do it against Derrick Mason in his Vanderbilt defense, maybe my, my drive stock will go up a little yeah. bit more. Uh, we got South Carolina at Florida. Florida is a six-point favorite in this game. Uh, who are you taking? It's in the swamp. I think Florida bounces back this week in a big way. I mean, got to see South Carolina up close personal last week here in Oxford. I just feel you. they just had so many injuries last week. Yes. And they still look – I mean, we're bad. We're terrible. We're bad, and they're terrible too. I mean, that was a competitive game against two of the lower-tier teams in the SEC. Yeah. And then you're going to go to Florida. Yes, they had a bad loss to Missouri. But I think Dan Mullen rallies everybody back up, and they refocus – because I think the loss to Georgia took the air out of that team. Yeah. And I think a loss to Missouri wakes them back up. And I think they come out ready to prove a point. And I don't think this game's very close. I don't either. I mean, I really don't. I think they're going to – I mean, this is a team that beat LSU. And LSU's regarded as one of the best teams in the country. So they got it in them to win. I'm going to take Dan Mullen and the Florida Gators, and I don't. I don't think it's close. No. I mean, you look, South Carolina had so many injuries. They were on their sixth six, uh, string safety. Two and already not so good team. Yeah. So I just, I don't know why it's at six. Yeah. I'd I, hammer that. I would too, definitely, being in on. I would definitely hammer that. Northwestern uh, going on the road to play Iowa. I was favored by eleven points. You don't get the thick grass this week, too. Nah, they're on the road. I can't. I, don't, I only pick Northwestern when they're at home because of the grass. And you're going to Iowa. They had the wave. I mean, the yeah. hospital and all the children. 
pretty cool deal. Great tradition that they have there. And I think Iowa gets it done. If this game's in Northwestern, it's, it's way closer. Northwestern may not win, but it's way closer. You know, I'm, I'm big on the Iowa Wave thing. I like Kurt Ferencz. I think he's yes. one of the most underrated coaches in college football. Yes. I think they'll get the win this week and kind of put Northwestern out of the running to go to a, to a title game. Yeah. Northwestern's right got a good ball club, though. Yeah, they do. And I think in years, you know, mean, next year and the next, they, they could be. I mean, they could sneak up and win this game. I just don't think they do it at Iowa. Yeah, I don't either. They're a, they're a much better home team than they are a road team. I think one of the most – in the country, one of the most widespread teams on how they play at home versus how they play on the road. Well, we got Kentucky going to Tennessee. Uh, they're, Kentucky's favorite about five points. Um, who you got in this game and give your thoughts on it? I don't know who I'm picking yet, but I think whoever gets the ten points first wins. Yeah. This all this Kentucky offense is a struggle. Mildly. I mean, we got a Tennessee fan off this weekend. By chance, came up. He's a big Tennessee guy. And because he's here, I'm going to go Vols. I mean, that's not even a terrible pick, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to go Wildcats in this game. I, I just don't think. I think it's going to be an offensive struggling game. It's not going to be pretty to watch. Because I'm not even going to say that it's going to be a defensive battle. It's just going to be an offensive struggle. I think whoever gets 10, they win. I think Kentucky gets there quicker. They just have better athletes on offense than Tennessee. Their defenses are about evenly matched, as you can get. I think Tennessee may do it. Auburn is going to head to Athens for the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Georgia is favored by 14 points. Who are you taking in this game? Don't I mean this is a ranked matchup, but don't let it fool you. No, they put a number by Auburn's name this week just so there would be a number beside both these teams' names yeah. in this game. They just did that to hype this game. Auburn's not that good. Georgia should have zero problems this week, and they should win. I'm gonna take the Bulldogs as well, but here's the hypothetical scenario for you: if Gus Malzahn can get this win against Georgia, he's good. You think? Oh, they've already came out and said that he was coming back next year and that they're fine. Mm-hmm. But do you think the fan base will be more relaxed on him? Maybe a little. If he, what if he? I mean, if he beats Georgia and Bama like he did last year, let's just be real. That's not gonna happen. No, but I'm just saying. I don't understand why Auburn fans are so spoiled because they beat the two, literally the two teams that went to the national championship. They beat both of them. All they had to do is win the SEC championship game and they're in the playoff. Yes. I mean, they can't blame anybody but themselves. And it's hard to beat a great team twice. twice. Especially in a three-week span. Yes. You just can't. I don't think you can do it. And I think they need to just relax a little bit, stop being brats, and get off the coach. I'd take yeah. them here. I would, too. And a heartbeat over who we have. Yes. I'd take anybody. So we got Washington at, at Colorado. Washington State. What, yeah, Washington State. My, my bad. Washington State's favored by six points. Who are you taking in this game? I know you love the home underdog, and I know you like, you, you've been on Colorado uh, a little bit. I mean, Washington State had a little hiccup last week against Cal. 
but I'm going to stick with the Pirate this week and Mike Leach. I think he has his team ready to go, and he keeps them sort of in the playoff hunt. I think they're on the outside looking in, even yeah. with winning out. But to have any chance, they have to win. And I just believe that's enough motivation for any team. Yeah. And I think they get it done this week at Colorado. To have a chance, they have to win every ball game from here on out, and that still might not be enough for them. And not only win, I think they have to win handily. They yeah. have to have some blowouts. Yeah, they do. They have to make some statements. Sort of like watching Last Chance U in East Mississippi. They do a points thing for who gets in their national championship. Yeah. So he's like, they may not be the best team, but we're going to beat them by 60. Just to be sure. To prove a point. Well, I mean, Bob Seuss in Oklahoma did that when Sam Bradford was there. Sort of like Spurrier. Spurrier's like, if I beat you by 100, I'm going to beat you by 100. And I I hope if you could beat me like that, you'd do the same. And I feel the same way. I mean, I'm not calling my dogs off on anybody. I don't care who you are. I might put the backups in there, but we're running the same offense. Because you do, it doesn't make them better, and it doesn't make you better as a whole if you don't. I'm going to beat you as bad as I can beat you. Because one day I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. That's true. I think that's the philosophy Nick Saban has right now. I don't know if that's his philosophy, but that's his team's philosophy. It works. Even his third strangers are beating the piss out of people. Yeah, that's not fair. I'm going to go Washington State in this game as well. I've been on them all year. I still, but I really do think, even if they win out, they do not control their own destiny. No. They have to have help. If we're if this is the NCAA tournament, they're on the bubble. Yeah. They have to have help. People I mean, I think a I really think that a two loss LSU team is better than a one loss Washington State team. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Even if Georgia goes on and loses the SEC championship, I think that, that two loss Georgia team is still better than this Washington State team. But with that being said, maybe the committee might not feel that way. But with one loss, they they might be bottom of the pack, one loss I mean, team. They may not. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma this week. Um, your boy Murray, who you taking? They're a 21-point favorite. Surprise, surprise. Oklahoma. Yeah. You, people are going to make the argument. Oklahoma State beat Texas. Few weeks ago, Texas beat Oklahoma. It's going to be a close game. Yes, it's Bedlam, and it's a rivalry, but Oklahoma should win this game. Do you think they cover? I think it's going to be close. I think they have a great shot to it, with the game being at home. Yeah. If it was in Stillwater, I don't think they. I wouldn't say they'd cover. I still think they may have, but I think they will cover at home, just because they're gonna. It'll be close for a little bit, but they're gonna. They're going to pull away late, and I think that's what makes them cover. Because you look at this game's past, I mean, Baker Mayfield in the time he was at Oklahoma dominated Oklahoma State. Uh I mean, called him the magic man in those games, had the handlebar mustache. How cool would it be if Kyler Murray came out with a handlebar mustache this week? I don't think he can grow facial hair. I don't know if he can. He's got a little baby face to him. I mean, I don't know. if It'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah. I mean, he could get one to, you know, put on there. That'd be pretty funny, but I don't think he'd do that. I mean, it was always something. Baker did it every year. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. But I just think Oklahoma's offense is too much. And they'll score more points than Oklahoma State will. Because you know Oklahoma's going to give up points. Yeah. It's just that they usually score more than they give up. They usually score a lot more than they give up. 
And I think they looked a little sloppy last week at Texas Tech. And they got back in and had a good week of practice and back focused. Because to get in the playoffs, or like Washington State, they have to win handily. Yeah. To prove points and make statements. Yeah, I'm going to go OU in this game as well. Uh, just think they're too much. We got Ole Miss traveling to Texas. Uh, A&M. To go and play Texas A&M. A&M's favored by 13 points in this game. Who you got, Brady, and what's your thoughts on it? I, I mean, I've been you, so you're positive. You're making it dramatic. Everybody, everybody listening knows who you're going to pick. I've been so positive. I do, I'm going to pick them. I mean, I can't not pick them. I just don't know what we're doing on the defensive side of the ball. We put up 44 points against South Carolina and lost. There's no way that's happened. Yeah. I mean, you're asking Phil Longo to walk into his offensive meeting Monday morning and say, hey, guys, we got to go score 60 because our defense is giving up at least 50. I think if that's what you got to do, and you like, they know that. They, I mean, and that's just terrible. I don't know how you do it. But we usually play better in Texas. I'm going to lean on that that still holds true. I mean, I really hadn't seen us play a bad game in Texas in my lifetime. So I'm just going to bank on us playing good in Texas. We haven't lost in the all-whites all year. Pretty sure we're wearing those. Saw that we were practicing in the white helmets again this week. So I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to roll with. So we're just going to see Ole Miss. Well, news coming out of Oxford this morning, early this morning, is that the chancellor has resigned his post. Well, maybe that can lead to Bjork being gone and yes. Luke being gone and everybody being gone. That was going to be my next question. What do, you, what do you see the future for them? I hope we keep Jason Peeler or Jacob Peeler. Yeah. I think I, I think like the linebacker coach. I think there's three or four coaches. I like the offensive line coach. That could stay I like here. Our buddy Logan Turner likes him. Yeah. Um, um, running backs coach. I don't think there's a problem with him. I know? like Nick's. He's he's about to probably have another thousand yard rusher this year. Yeah. And that runs hand in hand with the offensive line as well. Big so I Nell, think those two guys should definitely should stay. Big Nell, Peeler, Nick's, and I like the linebacker guy. So I think um. This is news that a lot of people anticipated and a lot of people were calling for the job. Yeah. And it finally came out, you know, this morning that he he had handed in his resignation, which is pretty much if you know, if the president fires you, he doesn't fire you, yeah. you resign, you're forced to resign. That's how it happens. And I think this is the same way same way with Hugh Freeze. They fired him but he handed in his resignation. Yeah. They said hand in your resignation or be fired. Yeah, and that's I think that's the same way that happened here. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, with all that being said, I'm going to roll with the uh, Aggies on this one. I just think they're too much, and they're going to control the the game and the clock. I and, can't pick against Cole Miss. Well, if if I beat you by one, then you know where you where you lost out. That doesn't bother me. I'm a, I'm content with losing by one, picking Ole Miss. We got Clemson at Boston College. Clemson's favored by 29 points. Game day is going to be... 29? Yeah. I thought it was 20. Let me check the spread on it. Last I saw was 20. It's jumped if it's 29. Or either I read it wrong. Yeah, we definitely should get an all. Okay, yeah, it is 20. I I read it wrong then. Uh, They're favored by 20 points. I'm wondering if I need some glasses. Oh... Do you think the game day atmosphere helps us at all, or do you think it's going to be a blowout? I've already said it this year. Back in 14, we had game day. 
Never been here before. The atmosphere, the crowd was electric. I think it fired up the team, game day being here against Alabama. And the big atmosphere propelled us to the win. This year, they go to Washington State. Washington State has the atmosphere. Game day's never been there. Game day's always wanted to go there. Now, BC's not the place they've always wanted to go. No. But to these fans, it is. Yeah. And it's going to be a great atmosphere. And Washington State used that to beat Oregon, coming off of a big win that Oregon had against Washington the prior week. And I picked Oregon. And I just think that this week, BC's going to have the crowd. It's going to be probably the best atmosphere that they've ever had there. They're going to be there for game day. It's an ABC game. The night game. That's prime time. Herb Street on the call, prime time. They don't get that much up there. Yeah. It's going to... And it's going to propel to the team. But I'm not going to learn from my mistake of picking Oregon, and I'm still going to pick Clemson to win the game. I just don't think there's – I having an electric crowd or not. If, it's going to help. If Clemson shows up to closer, play. It's going to be closer than people think. And with that, BC is my dog to cover this week. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a good one to do. I, I considered it, but I really think Clemson is just going to beat them by at least 28 points. I just think the game day being there, I've seen it happen too many times. Yeah. That when it's never been there and you get these big-time games that you don't usually get, it just does something to the team. I don't think it's enough, but it's going to be a good game, in my opinion. Here's my thing on that. I think game day affects it, absolutely. But you look at – you referenced Ole Miss in 14 beating Bama, and you referenced Washington State this year winning – those are two teams that at that time, with those wins, were in a spot to to be in a national championship. They were in the conversation. Yeah. Boston College isn't. And, yeah, they've, they've played really good football, but I, just, I really don't think that they can beat Trevor Lawrence in this Clemson football team. I don't think they can beat them either. I not just think it's going to be a good game. I don't think they even cover. I think it's going to be a good game. We got Ohio State – uh, playing going to Michigan State, their favorite uh, Ohio State's favored by three and a half points. This is a team that Ohio State's a little broken, and Michigan State can't figure out if they want to suck or be good. Who are you taking this game? O-H. I know you, I know you like home underdogs, but you're not going with them. Oh, wait, oh, wait, Ohio State gets it done. They've been playing, they haven't played a good game in no. feels like over a month. This could be and, the game that gets them back. And if they win this game pretty handily, that gets them rolling heading into the game, the game against Michigan. Yeah. Which they fortunately have at home this year. Yeah, I'm going to go Ohio State in this game as well. I think this is the game that gets them back over. People start talking about them a little bit more with it. Um, Next up, we got Mississippi State going to Tuscaloosa. Bama's favored about 24 points. Who are you taking in this game, and give me your thoughts on it. Do you have to ask? I mean, yeah, Bama, but do you think they're going to cover 24? Yes. Yes, Mississippi State has a good defense, but so did LSU. And they put 29 on them. And guess what? They're probably going to shut down Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah. Because they're going to stack the box and make him him beat them through the air, and their secondary is just – it's good. I think he's going to be the key to this game to keeping it close. 
And if he plays terrible, it's only a blowout. Bama's at home, and State usually does not play good there. Yeah. When they play Bama well, they play them well in Starville. And I think Bama runs away with this one. I'm not going to pick Mississippi State, though. I don't care if they're playing Iraq. I'm not going to pick them. Well, I mean, I'm not going to pick them against Bama. I picked them sure. earlier this year, and I got screwed in that. So there was their one, one-shot deal. <laughs> That's over forever. But you've already given us your dog um, in Boston College. I'm going to give mine, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I think that this is going to be a close ball game. I know it's in Norman, and they need to win big. But I'm not going to count Mike Gundy out of making this game close. I, I don't think that Oklahoma is going to cover 21 points. I just don't think they have the offensive firepower. Because they could score 30 and still get still get beat by 24, 22. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to go back and say, well, they, you know, play I mean, good in these games right. that Oklahoma didn't. You probably have a better chance of covering than I do. I just think that both of these teams can score and both of their defenses mm. are terrible. And if anything, Oklahoma State's defense is better than Oklahoma's. Hell, I should have just picked us to cover and win. You should have. I mean, you could have, man. No. I just don't I don't see that happening. It's going to happen. All right, well, what's your final thoughts on uh, this week's podcast? I mean, on Sports Center this morning, coming up on Veterans Day weekend. Man. Got a little teary-eyed. Yeah. But we just wanted to do shout-out to the veterans out there and yeah, people's bit. family members who have served this great country. We just thank Thank them for their service, and thank you for your service. Yeah, definitely, I mean, from the bottom of our hearts. That's something that it would be hard to do. Yeah. And I'm sure it's hard to do for everybody, people who have to leave their families for years, year at a time. Yeah, I got two buddies that are deployed right now. So, Hayden, if you're listening, man, thank you. Thanks. Scroggins, appreciate it. Uh, I mean, it's just it's the ultimate sacrifice of what you can do for your country. Yeah. You're getting me a little teary-eyed right now. I mean. Very patriotic. Yeah, I mean, I was watching that as well, and I looked back and told Brady to stop cutting some onions. <laughs> but, yeah, Veterans Day weekend. Uh, thank you to all. And but thank you all for listening. And join us back Tuesday to see, well, as we recap the weekend in sports. And hope you all have a great weekend.